Blog Talk Radio. And I Everyone and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible by Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today our guest is Brandon Bichette. And I'm actually going to get Brandon to tell his story um, because it's just an amazing story. I first met Brandon in North Carolina, um, and I believe he was just getting out of the military then. Um, but Brandon, you go ahead and share your story with everybody. All righty. Excellent. Uh, first off, thank you for having me, Lauren. And I love your intro song. It's really cool. I've never heard that before. It's great. So that's great stuff. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. All right. I'm uh, Brandon Pichette. I'm a Midwestern guy. Uh, my dad had Huntington's. My grandpa had Huntington's. And then my great-grandma, she had Huntington's. So we knew it ran in the family. It's just a monster that destroys everybody with it and then the family around him. Obviously, a lot of people, a lot of families kind of hide it, or maybe they don't really talk about it, or they don't really do much about it. Mm-hmm. Mine was kind of a little a little bit. Everyone wanted to act like an ostrich with its head in the sand and pretend it didn't exist. But uh, my wife and I, uh, back up a little bit. Uh, I joined the Army in 2000 after a year of college. I wanted to mature myself a little bit. And what I didn't realize until a while ago, really wanted to get away from Huntington's too. So I was running away from Huntington's as well as I knew I needed to mature myself more. So that's the main reason why I joined the Army when I was 18. Uh, and in 2000, left to be a linguist. Uh, I went to language school and they taught me Spanish, which is actually really easy because I did it in high school. Uh, so I went to Monterey, California for six months, which is the most beautiful place. And did eight hours a day of Spanish study, language study and stuff like that. And they sent me to uh, a cryptological school to learn uh, things about collecting SIGINT, which is signal intelligence. So I joined as in uh, military intelligence, which is a laughable, really. It's kind of an oxymoron. But anyway, um, military intelligence guy. So I went and learned how to collect SIGINT, signal intelligence all over the world. At a little base, and then once I graduated that, then I was fully qualified. And then I went to airborne school, uh, learned how to jump out of airplanes, and then was assigned to the 82nd Airborne. And all this time, I was still with my wife. We were dating, though. And then I went, and then September 11th happened, went to Afghanistan, and then, and when I was in 2003, yeah. Then when I came home from that, we got married. My wife and I got married. She knew about it. And I uh, then came back from that. Then went to Iraq. That's kind of a 
the BS war, but whatever. We went there and did our thing. Uh, I was possibly going to get out, but then I decided I kind of like the Army, and I kind of liked what I did. But I wanted to do it in a different way. So I opted to go to uh, do my type of job, but with the Special Operations guys with the Green Berets. So I went to 7th Special Forces Group from 2005 until I was retired with Huntington's. Uh, in 7th Group, I was not a Green Beret, but I worked specifically with Green Berets. And my fellow four-man team would collect intelligence uh, about bad guys and good guys and figure it out so we don't drop the bombs on the wrong people. And then also uh, give the commanders on the ground the most up-to-date and great information so they can figure out what the bad guys are doing. And then we could counterattack from there, whatever, whatever happens. The more information they have, the better pictures, the, the more uh, concise and clear picture we give them, they can make better informed decisions to keep their guys safe, really. That's all we're trying to do is keep everybody safe. So I went to Afghanistan with those guys in 06. Got into some major battles. Uh, it was really intense, really, 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 really wild. Most everybody thought we were going to die, but we made it out, minus two dudes. Actually, the 13th year anniversary just came by a couple days ago. Of That that was life-altering for me, for sure, my 2006 uh, rotation in Afghanistan. Life-altering for everybody, really. I didn't realize that I, I kind of just thought I just kept it to myself, but everybody was altered by it big time, even the Green Berets. It was epic. Uh, and I'm... Again, I'm not out here trying to collect accolades or high fives or whatever, but, but I'll tell you my story, and if you can get something from it, that's cool. But I'm not looking for any sort of like celebrity or, uh, or any crap like that. So anyway, there, so I guess Hollywood's making a movie of that event, of the Green Berets and stuff. And so anyway, that's pretty cool to tell our story. Uh, what else? Okay, so 2006, then to that's when I came back from Afghanistan, all messed up, but I didn't really say anything. And uh, that's when I got tested for HD, too. So it was like a double whammy. Uh, undiagnosed PTSD, and then knowing that I have Huntington's. And the reason we did test for Huntington's is so we had the most up-to-date information, so we could make better decisions for ourselves for our lives, because we are going to try to have a kid. And I didn't want to spread Huntington's if we could. So it turns out I did have it. Uh, my CAG repeats, I think, are 47 or 30. No, yeah, 47. And I don't know what my dad's were, but he died of Huntington's when he was 46. Okay, so 2006. Let's see here. Afghanistan, come back test. Yeah, get a house. Find out I have HD. And that was kind of a huge, terrible thing, obviously, for anybody. But... We take most things in stride and kind of laugh at everything. And that's what I appreciate about my wife and my family. Well, it's tough for people to understand it, but joking about a lot of things, that's pretty much all we do. We laugh about everything instead of crying and boohooing. I mean, obviously, that's a place, it's a town place for that. And I don't like uh, say it's a bad thing, but I prefer to just laugh. And joke around and have good times. As much as I can. 
So 2007, yeah, I'm in Afghanistan. I love that. It's I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second, but I just oh, love I don't mind one bit. that you said that you laugh bit. about stuff. Oh, yeah. When I when I walk and I fall sometimes, I'll just crack up. I just stand up and with a big smile on my face and go, eh, whatever, you know, it's part of the game. Whatever my new normal mm-hmm. is, I, I just adjust to it. And I just yep. take everything that straight. Exactly. Yep, exactly. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. Sure, not a problem at all. So 2007, uh, I'm in Afghanistan. I get a Red Cross message uh, while I'm out doing some stuff. And uh, my wife started calling me saying, Kate hey, is in the hospital. The doctor says he's going to put to die. So uh, from Huntington. So I flew back to the U.S. My unit got me back all the way back to Toledo, Ohio in like 48 hours. That's another really awesome thing about the special operations community. They really take care of other people. Uh, in any other army unit, A, I probably wouldn't even been, been able to go home. But B, they got me home at ASAP. It was pretty sweet. Uh, so I flew home to Toledo and to say goodbye to my dad. To die of Huntington's. He stayed there for a few days, though. He didn't die until I got there, so that was pretty cool. He was an amazing man, just really, really nice. And everything he did was for my brother and me. Uh, he raised my brother and me by himself. He was a construction worker in Chicago. Great guy. Amazing guy. Hard hard worker. Just a, the friendliest uh, guy ever. I suppose he's just like me. Man. But, come on, Arx. Uh So, 2007, my dad dies. That really sucked. My home for that. After doing another combat tour, Everything else was kind of circling, and I was getting crazier and crazier. Then 2008, <clears throat> deployed to another place. Not, not war. I uh, went to South America to do some things, to build schools and whatever. But that's pretty cool, building schools for the wells and all that stuff. Then I was going to get out then and get another job, but then I decided I wanted to stay in a little bit more. And then, because I could, I, could, I could swear that I had some Huntington's issues right as I was to get out. And I was like, oh, maybe I don't get out now and see what happens. So I made a very informed, informed decision, kind of in, very introspective. Figured if I could do a couple more years, then they would retire me. Uh, apparently, if you have more than eight years in the Army, then they take care of you 100% like in 20 years if something happens if anything happens so if you're on your second mm-hmm. enlistment they'll take care of you like you're a full time 20 year type of guy so that's like the one minimum that you have to meet is be in for 8 years and then they'll take care of you so that was pretty cool so I opted to re-enlist again went to Afghanistan again in 09010 some wild stuff over there came back Went even crazier. I was out of my mind for one. Just not dealing with my PTSD the way I should have. Or my Huntington's either. And they just really exacerbated one another. And I didn't really get it. It took a long time for me to get it. Uh, so let's see. 2010. Then my unit moved to Florida. And then I decided I wanted to become a Green Beret. 
and uh, am going through the paperwork there, and the doctor notices that I have a, I have a, uh, I don't remember why or how, but somehow in my medical history, it, they had an annotation in there about Huntington's disease. Oh, that's right. I went and talked to my surgeon, my doctor in my unit, and he just asked him a question about it to find out uh, about that whole eight-year limit and whether whether or not they would take care of me and retire me. So he annotated in my, even though I asked him not to, but he annotated in my records, hey, go ahead and uh, he's got a family history of HD of Huntington's. So that was in my records, even though I didn't want that. But I didn't realize he put it down. But I guess it's kind of a blessing because I was going through the paperwork and uh, the selection process to become a Green Beret. Uh, I wanted to become a Green Beret medic. And he, uh, the doctor there said, oh, we see you've got this, so we're going to send you to the neurologist here before we can let you do that. So then I did a bunch of tests with them, and they said, yeah, something's going on in your head. So let's retire you. And I think that was uh, maybe 10 years I had in, in the Army, 10 or 11. So, okay, let's do it. And we filled out tons of paperwork uh, with the doctors over there. And just figured out what that would mean. I kind of thought I would be out in like six months. It was not the case at all. It took about a year and a half to be full retired. So for about a year and a half, maybe every month, I'm going to an appointment here or there. Uh, the special operations guys didn't want to transfer me to a regular uh, unit where they treat the soldiers pretty poorly, actually. Uh, like the Wounded Warrior Battalion. People, uh, they... So they kept me in a different unit under them so I could pretty much do whatever I wanted for a year and a half and just go to all my medical appointments. And that's, I think, when I met you officially at that uh, Huntington's support group support in Duke or whatever, wherever it was. Yeah. And uh, so going through all that, but not actually going, getting help in my head yet at all still. My head was still crazy. But I was doing what I could, working out and stuff, and then I, once I got out of the military officially, <clears throat> I became a contractor at a job site working for uh, a company that taught people, taught like soldiers and stuff, what we used to do in the Army. So that was a lot of fun, and I worked a lot, but I liked it a lot because I could teach them what to do and how to do it. So I felt like I was still in the mix and still giving back and still uh, allowing people to help others survive. And uh, that was very rewarding. And then also since I lived in Fayetteville, it was pretty cheap to live there. So the money was pretty awesome. So we had a really good time. My wife finished college. She became a teacher in St. Paul's, North Carolina, in Lumberton. I think we're right of Lumberton. And she taught grade school there for three years while I was doing my thing. And all this stuff was pretty much planned out. I wanted a contract for about three years, save a bunch of money, and then move back to Illinois because this place is very expensive to live. And we knew we needed a specific house. So that's what we did. So I worked there for three years, and then we moved back home, home, <laughs> which is funny because we moved about 55 miles away from the city of Chicago. Because we really fell in love with the southern lifestyle, the slower living, and the nice pace of life there. So we moved way further away from the city than anybody is accustomed to from her family. 
So it's pretty funny they give us crap all the time because they say we live in the sticks because they have to pass cornfield to get to our house, but we love it. It's quiet. It's slow. <laughs> Still super expensive, but whatever. We, Jess and I, both really miss North Carolina. We love it. We fell in love with that place big time. So if we can convince our family to move well, out. You're always welcome yeah. back. Yeah, I know. If we uh, yeah, convince all of our families to move down there, we would. But this is more than likely our permanent residence for now. We even had, okay, so let's see. The VA, oh, the VA came in and helped out the house. They put in like ramps and they put in uh, wheelchair accessible showers. They did a really good job. And that's another one of those uh, retirement benefits things because I was 100% retired through the VA. So they came and put in uh, front and back ramps bathroom uh they made it so you can go in and out with wheelchair it's really nice uh, very very great and i honestly don't really need it right now but i know i will need it and that's the thing about me is i'm always forward looking or try to be forward looking because i knew what my dad looked like when he was getting sicker and sicker and, and his dad and stuff so i know what it looks like and i know what's going to happen so i'm not going to play like it's not going to happen and if it doesn't cool awesome but i'm still planning for it if it does uh, so, move back here, gosh, I think in 2013, I'm not really sure, maybe five years ago, we moved back to Illinois, and I don't do anything now, the, uh, officially, I don't, like, work, I don't make money, I just live off of my retirement, uh, which is the VA and the Army retirement, so with the VA and Army, because I didn't do 20 years I got one or the other, uh, whichever one's higher, and that's what they do. Well, what you get a concurrent, I think that's what they call it. It's been a while since I've done this stuff, but uh, yeah, you get a retirement since I didn't do over 20 years, and whichever one's higher, they give you. That's not bad. I live just fine. Uh, let's see. So retiring took about a year and a half, maybe even longer. I think they have sped up the process now. Again, I got to throw some accolades on the Special Operations Foundation. There's a bunch of different foundations and stuff and people who helped me retire and helped me fill out lots of paperwork that I would have never, they would have, I would have never been able to guide through uh, the process. So they have multiple of those agencies now to help people retire. And it's a, it's a huge benefit to have them to help you. They have like a doctor, a lawyer, a couple uh, people managers to help look over your paperwork for you and help you guide you through the process. Otherwise it would have been very difficult. Uh, I can't even think of what they're called, but ombudsman, I think, or advocates. So that was really beneficial. So then once my retirement paperwork was in fully, uh, now I moved to Illinois and Jess just takes care of me full time, really. Uh, the VA is pretty awesome. Since I'm 100% retired, they give her a little stipend to take care of me, which is pretty sweet. And she just, they send a nurse like once every six months over here to check out, make sure I'm not burning the house down or whatever, make sure everything's fine. But that's pretty good too. The VA is not a terrible thing. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but I have been really lucky. I've heard horror stories from tons of people. But I personally have never really experienced too many. So I guess I'm really lucky on that end. Uh, let's see. So I was suffering a lot moving back here, not having any military people to talk to who knew that lifestyle. 
or really anything. Missing North Carolina, missing all my family down there, or friends really, poor family. Uh, so I got really depressed being back here. Got super fat, didn't really work out. I was just unhappy with my day to day. I got really fat and unhappy when I was working at PGS too, actually. So I guess it was kind of that plus moving here and not being used to these winters again. Just complain, complain, complain about a whole bunch of crap that didn't really matter. And finally, my wife, who is my rock, and she's awesome. She's amazing, super strong, way stronger than I am, type of human being, and very intelligent. She really made me understand that I need, I still need to go get help. So we finally went, made an appointment with the VA, and uh, chit-chatted with their social worker there. And she and I hit it off really well, and uh, she helped me through tons of things, and I credit her with saving my life for sure, actually. Uh, so like a year and a half of counseling with her, and I finally like just broke through with a ton of things, with Huntington's and PTSD and family, my family life way before the Army and stuff because I grew up kind of crazy. Uh, I grew up faster than I should have, I think. Grew up a lot faster than I should have. But it is what it is, and it's really, really strong, I guess. So I realize who I am now, and I'm a person who loves everybody. Uh, granted, I have no problem with taking people out and making them pay or whatever. You know, if somebody's going to do something bad or violent, I have no zero problems. I can go to sleep at night choking somebody out or, or shooting somebody if, if I have to, like in comp. That doesn't bother me. Uh, but I love everybody in the world, and uh, I just try to put that out there and be super positive about everything in my life. Uh, one of the main things that I really started to do was get back into martial arts, which I did when I was a teenager. And I joined the local gym here called uh, Dominion Martial Arts, MMA, uh, Mixed Martial Arts. So it's like kickboxing and wrestling and jiu-jitsu, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And that has been epic for me for hunting guns. So I want to throw out a couple things that I started to do. I do, do tons of research on Huntington's and other things to help with my athletics. Things that have reduced my Huntington's big time, mixed martial arts. Because I'm constantly doing footwork and using my core to do everything. I use my balls, the balls of my feet to walk around now, which I never did. Even in the Army, I had no idea how to use my body properly. Weird, but totally true. So now I use my core to do everything and it's really it's transformed my life i'm not even joking one bit so i do things quietly and i do them slowly like i used to break dishes left and right or all around here when i do the dishes no i don't at all so the core and using the the balls of your feet really amazing i do lots of barefoot stuff where i wear like little metal shoes to give me a little traction and i do everything barefoot i hate wearing shoes and socks because uh your toes your toes need to touch the ground to let your body, your brain, know where you are. So if I'm walking on my toes, or my falls my feet, my body knows where, my brain knows where I am. Uh, and my balance is awesome because of that. And sometimes it gets bad if I'm tired or if I had a hell of a workout or I didn't sleep well. You know, you know the deal. And then my balance is not as great. But so long as I use my core and practice my balance every day, which I do, it's awesome. You would never believe that I have Huntington's most of the time. 
And what else? Okay, so my balance thing. Oh, and also I'm right-handed, but I force myself to start doing a lot of things left-handed. Like I brush my teeth, I play on my phone left-handed, and I do some other things left-handed. And that forces your brain to open up other pathways, neural pathways, so it can uh, continue growing a little bit instead of just degenerating. That's another big thing that I've looked into is neuroplasticity and all the other different things that people do all over the world to help keep their brain going. So I do lots of brain games and stuff like that as well. One of my favorites is Magic the Gathering. It's a nerd game that I learned when I was a young, young, maybe 11 or 12 year old. But it, there are so many mechanics and so many rules and regulations and stuff. It's so complex, actually. Somebody just did a research paper on it and said it's the most complex game, period. But I understand all the rules and everything that goes on with it. I guess you kind of like uh, chess and Dungeons and Dragons, which I've never actually played. It's like those two combined, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a collectible card game. So I have I host uh, events and stuff over here at my house, and it's very creative, but it's also competitive and uh, get your brain going, get all the brain juices going like you wouldn't believe. So that, and then meditation. I learned how to meditate a lot, and that helps me big time. Just breathe through everything, and things don't really worry me like they did. If I don't meditate or if I don't work out, I know I have kind of a high anxiety day or something. Uh, hunting, my Huntington's demons, they come up. They come up all up for sure if I don't work out or relax and do some breathing in the mornings. Like, uh, let's see, last winter, we were at home in Toledo, and I went jogging in January, which is fine, but I did, it, was, it was my own fault, and I was really dumb, and I went jogging when there was still ice on the road. Uh, uh -oh. I should have waited and for another hour or two, So, I, but I wrecked my ankle and wrist, just messed up really badly. So I couldn't do anything once I got home. Zero working out, zero anything, and I had no backup plan, and I messed up myself badly. So for like two or three weeks, I just sat in my bed, angry, because I couldn't do anything, and then it just and my anxieties, my craziness just kept building. The Huntington's demons kept building. And then finally I was able to move around and do a bunch of stuff, and they went away. But not after I was insane for a few days. Just getting crazy over silly stuff that didn't matter at all. And I realized that after I said and did some things that were very aggravating for my household. So, but I owned up to it, and I help, and I help my wife really. And but I also, we hold ourselves high, to a higher standard. I don't just say, "Oh, well, it's Huntington's," and give myself an excuse to do whatever. No, I hold myself to a higher standard. If I realize it's Huntington's after the fact, and I go, "Oh man, I'm so sorry. That was my Huntington's. Uh, I'm an asshole. I'll do better." And I work continuously to get better. And not every day is a good day. Not every day is a great day. Most days are pretty good though. And I get better each day. I try to get better. Holding myself accountable to different things. I've uh, also noted that obviously eating better really helps me out. So all my mental health counseling, I've always been over 200 pounds. Like throughout my entire career in the Army, I was over 220, ish, 230. I was bulky, uh, kind of athletic, and lots of muscle. But now, in the last few years, I don't have never weighed over 200 pounds in the last four years, I think. So I really uh, chilled out on my eating. And I eat just what I need to eat to survive, and that's about it. Um, in my family, everybody's an addict. My addiction is sugar. Like, it's a serious thing. 
not as bad obviously as heroin or booze, but still I've been known to go get like, you know, I'll go get some coffee and then I'll come home and I'll, oh yeah, I got a box of donuts for you guys. Cool. But then what I don't say, what I didn't say was I got two boxes of donuts and I ate one box of donuts in a car ride from the coffee, the coffee shop to my house. Yeah, that's 12 donuts. 12 big, really good donuts. Easily down those 12 donuts. Easily down those guys. Over and over. And it came, became really gross. So, and I still fight those additions here and there when I get kind of upset or whatever. But I do it and it works. Uh, what else? Meditation. I got my, I've got my M's. Oh, lots of different multivitamins. That helps me too. Uh, like actual multivitamins and B vitamins, NAC, uh, a whole bunch of them. And that stuff really has helped big time kind of reverse Huntington's a lot. I've noticed when I don't take my pills, uh, that Huntington's comes a creeping for sure. So it's all these little things, these little triads, these myriads of things that I do that help me keep Huntington's at bay. So the vitamins, uh, what else? Oh, marijuana. Yeah, I use medical marijuana in Illinois. It is legal. And I've been using that for a couple of years. And that works really well to just kind of relax everything in my mind and my body. Or after a hard workout, I have some CBDs. I don't really smoke it too much because I like to work out and that messes up my lungs. But I eat it here and there and I vape it and I uh, use a lot of oils and stuff and tinctures uh, pretty much every day. And that helps big time calm Huntington's and PTSD. PTSD, I pretty much have that under control, mostly. Sometimes it comes to calling. Uh, but mostly because I actually dealt with it. But the Huntington's has definitely an everyday deal. And some days are good, some days are bad, but I still keep going forward, walking forward in a positive direction with a big fat smile on my face. I think that's one of my... Let's see. And I've got a few M's that I like to throw out there. Mad gathering. Meditation. Marijuana. MMA. Oh, I even do uh, grappling matches, too. Which is, it's like wrestling, but you can choke each other out and put each other in arm locks and stuff. It's a lot of fun. I'm not that good at it, but I have a good time and I learn from it each time. So uh, it's just something I strive for. And it's another one of those things I do to help keep me focused, to keep me grinding to get better every day. And that's really all I do. Granted, I, I maintain my I, maintain my house. I play with my dogs. I stay real stress stress free as possible. Boundaries too. Yeah. Boundaries have been a big thing for me to put a boundary for people who don't want to, you know, live how I want to live or who are too maybe too involved with mm-hmm. some things, so I put up boundaries and uh, that helps keep me stressful as well. well. I just have to say that your story is amazing and, um, you know, oh, thank the you, things that um, you do are, it's just um, inspirational. You know, you're you're definitely um, somebody who motivates me to be better. Um, and I really appreciate you coming on and talking and sharing your story and sharing these Definitely. different things with us. Um, you know, uh, it means a lot. So, I wish I, I could am, do more. Uh, uh, it's kind of used my answer. But thank you and for doing that, yeah. for being the advocate for us, Get, putting a voice to us. Oh, of course. 
And thank you for being such an advocate as well. Um, but I'm going to let you go. And um, sure. And thank you again. And um, I hope you have a great day. Thank you very much, Lauren. Have a wonderful day. I really appreciate it. And enjoy yourself. And I hope you have a nice nap. And have a wonderful day. <laughs> and give me a holler enjoy if you need anything well, ever. Okay. I will. Thank you so much. All right. Bye, Lauren. Take care. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Come on, pup.